this week on This Galarian Life. The party says goodbye to a friend. Read the room, Rufus. You're at a funeral. You remember Greg's legacy? Greg has always been a very important member of the town. He they practice some old skills. I'll cast Spark on those who can't like their own. Jeff, is this just a way for you to finally get to use Spark? And they talk to some old friends. So, Laura is standing outside of your chambers. Uh, come in. She grunts and enters. But elsewhere, there's a storm room. Right over that hill. That's where we're going. This is, this is what we're going for. What does this mean for the future of the party? So tomorrow, we wake up, we go into the temple, <coughs> and we try to help them out. Listen. Hey everybody, it is your Dungeon Master Derek. Last week we introduced you to uh, Council Gorgoogs, a bonus content segment that we have been trying to actively record a couple episodes and we'll get more out uh, as time goes on. But for now, we're going back to our regularly scheduled... uh, storyline in the episode before council unfortunately one of the player characters met an untimely death and i've i've said before in these introductions that player death is always a possibility and i think that's important it gives stakes to the game when you're trying to actually like tell a real story instead of just sitting around playing for fun i think it's important to have those stakes and while it is sad to see greg go I think in this episode we send him off in the best way we possibly could. With that being said, this episode also includes a little bit of a surprise that I've been planning for uh, months ahead of time. In fact, I think the moment the PCs stepped into Fort Trelawney, I had this planned and ready to go. So I hope it's as surprising to you all and as fun to you all as it was to them when we were recording it. With that being said, this one is a little bit longer than we're used to, about 20 minutes longer than the hour I try to push for. So we'll get right into the episode. Presenting Episode 45, Interdimensional Deaths at a Funeral. There's overcast in the sky. A large group of people are gathered outside of the Troglodyte cave. There's a hole in the ground. There's a makeshift coffin next to the hole in the ground. Young Rufus is standing next to the coffin as he's prepared a song. He begins singing, I could stay awake just to hear you breathe around. Why do you smile while you are sleeping? Why you far away dream? And then, and then his mom pulls him off because he's being very inappropriate. And also, his mom's dead. I said in canon, so somebody else does it. What's happening here? Somebody remind me. Read the room, Rufus. You're at a funeral, Richard. For who? Oh, that William guy. Who cares? Wait, we lost Will. <laughs> Sometimes I can still hear his voice. I kind of put the uh, funeral services on you all, so. Somebody want to describe how we're doing this? Jeff, are you going to actually discuss your, uh, what looks like a written document with Greg's funeral plans in it? Uh, I wanted to, but I thought we'd all have a gold piece to hire a jester and a balloons. I want to go funeral service. Let, we can we keep the, I'm still upset that Greg died. And we can't have a jest in his honor? 
Well, I have I have a small ritual prepared if you guys would like to do it. It'll take about 10 to 15 minutes, most likely. It, oh, yeah. would, it would require all of you, except perhaps Richard, to know a little bit about... Well, it would require about a break, To know a bit about Mr. Teller and possibly be able to share some words. I would love to share some words about my dearly departed friend. Okay, so... <coughs> Gore Google we the uh, master of ceremonies. Quick aside, is this... This is a funeral pyre, right? Don't worry, we're getting there. Ranger's always funeral pyre. I know! That's why I did this, Will! <laughs> well, that's some fucking down-home schmuck. I'm a civilized orc. Alright, that's gonna better lay the land. So, in the center, you see Mr. Tuller's body set up on some wooden logs and kindling. Nothing is lit, but his body's resting upon it. He has, I presume, his bow strapped across his chest. Another small mementos from his life. Uh, outside of that, you see in a triangular, equidistant pattern, three smaller piles of sticks and kindling uh, shaped, uh, well, pyramidally themselves. And then each, around each of those three piles, there are groups of people from, well, the refugee camp. They're split into three distinct groups. At the top, northernmost area, in the group led by Gorgug, are our fellow fighters and people who were notable defenders of the town. To our left is a group, is Greg's family and those close to him, including his extended family. And then to the other are just members of the community. They are led, of course, by Olred, since he is still somehow alive and still helping us gather mushrooms in the woods during downtime. Let's all raise one up for that some bitch. So this ritual is simple, folks. Uh, we'll call it the Three Fires Ritual. There's a lot of symbolism tied up here, so I guess we'll just do it in character voice. Why the fuck not? It'll be fun. The sun is setting. It's dark. It's not pitch black, but it's getting real dark. Everybody's assembled. There are tears in some eyes. Some people are clearly already drunk, perhaps trying to celebrate, certainly trying to forget. There's a lot of pain all mixed up in this funeral service because Mr. Tuller was a cornerstone of the community. God, this is going to really hurt me to do this voice for this long. Okay. <clears throat> now you know what I felt like when I disguised myself as Grogook. By the way, are you wearing your paper mache penis still? No, I took it off for respect for the dead. Okay. I respect that. I knew you I knew you would look down on me in shame if I left it on. Gorgook speaks in a booming voice. We're all gathered here tonight to celebrate the life of Greg Tuller. He was a man close to my heart, no doubt close to many of yours. And I'll try to keep this brief. Hopefully he'd approve of this ritual and well to be frank if he didn't. <laughs> He's not really here to disagree. You're all set around three piles of sticks and kindling. And they each represent an aspect, not only Greg's life, but of all of our lives. To my left, and I point towards his family, extended family, is the first pillar of a man, and that is the family, the role of the father. If anybody here knew Greg, they knew. The one thing he cared about more than perhaps anything else was the well-being of his kin. When I first met Greg, he was on a mad dash to save his wife and children. And I'll be the first to say that I don't think I ever saw him happier than when he found him. If there's any words that they want to share, about their father. Now's the time to do it, but I will say for my part that I believe he's completely and utterly proud of everything you've become and everything you will be. Uh, Daniel steps forward. You know, I, I can't help but think that if I would have gone along, this wouldn't have happened, and I'm always, I think, going to blame myself a little bit, but, but my dad was a good man, and from what you've all told me, he was part of the reason you guys were able to kill all the things you killed, so... Hopefully I can follow in his footsteps, and Sarah, I think, will too. And I'm going to miss him, but I know he got us going right. Very well, Gorgu says. 
Daniel, Sarah, Laura, if you would, each of you, pick up a small stick from the kindling. They do so. Orgood casts three series of sparks, lighting the sticks. Place that into the remaining bushel. They do. It now lights. As this fire burns, remember your good times with Greg. The lessons he taught you. The skills he bestowed upon you. Daniel actually takes one of the sticks, uh, pulls an arrow out of his quiver, lights that on fire, and then puts that on the fire. That's very, that's very cool. He's also he's also a foot away from it, so it's not much of a shot, but I still appreciate the sentiment. As the fire warms you, that you think about the love your father gave you, that provides light. Once you think back on the memories, the better times, the brighter times. He then turns to Gorgu, then turns to his right, and looks to the group led by Olred and other pillars of the community. We now turn to the second pillar of a man's life, that as his role of neighbor. Anybody in this camp, whether or not you came from, well, where this all started or not, can tell you that Greg was dedicated to those around him, not just his family, although nobody would fault you for thinking that his family is much larger than it actually was with how he treated others, even complete strangers, when he first met them. He was a kind man, willing to give you anything to help you out, willing to sacrifice time, money, and more than a little patience. Anybody from this group has a memory to share? Uh, Mr. Teller, please, by all means. I just make it do all these different character voices he hasn't done in literally two years. <laughs> this is the town, yeah. It's all red. Uh, out of the back of the crowd, Truxton Pendleton steps forward. Are you Whoa! fucking kidding me? No, I'm, 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 I'm joking. God kill him! Fucking kill him! Murder him! Thought I was gonna have to do something this episode, I don't know. I, I guess Old Red steps up. Um, Greg has always been a very important member of the town. He, obviously, the night that the thing that the Hobgoblins attacked, he, he helped save the town. But before that, he was always bringing in animals and doing what he could to help us. And he's part of the reason we're all alive right now. That was pretty cool. Very good. Feed all, grab a pair of sticks from the kindling stack and do so. Just as before, Korgug casts spark lights them. Do now light your fire. As it's set ablaze, may its warmth remind you of the love Greg shared for his community. May the pain of its heat remind you of the sacrifices he made for this community. And may the light from the fire show you all the faces of your neighbors, who you now have to hold up a little bit harder with his absence. And then we come to our fire. This, the final fire, is the third pillar of any man's life. And that's the role of the warrior. Now, despite falling in battle, let that not misconstrue Greg's aptitude at it. The man played no small part in helping us defeat a black dragon. He has killed an untold number of hobgoblins and other threats to his loved one's community. He was a great fighter. But I will now share all the stories of his fellow warriors wish to share a tale. He looks to Sirix and Richard and the rest. Um, Greg, not much of an archer. God damn, that was beautiful. <laughs> or who's wiping a tear from his eyes. <laughs> Um, Cyrix delicately dabs a handkerchief to her eyes. Um, Greg, as we have heard from all of these stories, is a very strong man. Emotionally strong in how he kept his family and community together, but also physically strong in how he continued to murder hobgoblin after hobgoblin in that inevitable way that he had. He is probably the reason that all of us around this fire are still alive. Really, honestly, only doing the uh, most consistent consistent damage output. Like, let's be real here. Uh, where, where are you? <laughs> and he is the reason that uh, Isbarak 
the black dragon is now dead. He will be missed. Greg, would you like to say something now? You all better not fuck this up. Oh my god, he's still alive! Kill him! Fucking kill him! (laughs) Sometimes I can still hear his voice. (laughs) The dragon killed a mimic. Oh (laughs) Oh my my god! God. It's all an elaborate ruse to escape. Poor good god. (laughs) (laughs) Hate your wife that much? Very well, compatriots, he says. And he has you each pick up a stick. I'll cast spark on those who can't light their own with their magical cantrip. Jeff, is this just a way for you to finally get to use Spark? So many times. <laughs> as we light this fire, as warriors, may the heat remind you of the thrill of battle, the feel of the blood of your enemies. Now we will stand here for a time until the fires die down. In this time, think about Mr. Tuller. Not only what he did, but what sense his life has for your own. Any pain you feel... Get it out of your systems now. Any tears you have, may you run your eyes dry with them. Five minutes, ten minutes passes. The fires have gone down to crackling embers. The sobbing of the camp has died down. Some people have started telling body jokes about Greg under their breath, but the laughter is contagious. The fire coming to an end also represents the life we have all come here to consider. It too has come to an end. But his death is not his end. In one way or another, he will live on and become angels. Immortal. I invite everybody from surrounding these dying flames to grab any type of kindling or stick they can find at their feet and dab it into the coals that remain. As you do so, you'll notice that these sticks light. They too strike flame. You all now join me around the center pyre. From the three pillars of Mr. Tuller's life that has now come to an end, we've gathered these remaining flames in remembrance. May his loss and this ritual be a symbol for what one life can bring. And as the ritual comes to a close, everybody's minds kind of just drift as they remember Greg. I'm a simple man, so I'll put it simply. My love for you is greater than my hatred of gobs. Greg, we met each other on perhaps what could have been my worst day. You saved my life and I owe you everything. And hopefully, I can save yours. And hopefully, you'll never have to save mine again. I love you. I can't blame you for wanting to leave. I too left my family. Our, uh, your uncle in Kervosia, it was seemed so long ago. But I, I remember the way he treated his son. He kept him locked up. He was, he was special. He had powers. He was gifted from birth. And, your uncle, he saw fit to keep him locked away, like some kind of special prize, and I wouldn't do that to you, boy. All my roommates have already packed to leave. Greg is also packed to leave, but he's not going home. He finishes writing a letter that he's been penning for the last couple weeks. It explains uh, to his father that he's not going to be coming back for a uh, for break. He's not coming back to Carvoja in the city in the greed of his family. He's going to run away. Would you be able to stay here and help train my daughter, or would she have to go up north? I guess to solidify our agreement, I, uh, I'd like to shake your hand, sir. <laughs> Don't make me shake the tears. <laughs> of course I will wild shape back into my original. God damn it, And he's definitely a hobgoblin. Ah! There's like a moment of pain, stress as I take his hand to shake it, but I do. You, you seem unsure. And just a second ago, 
You'll have to excuse my crippling racism. Is that all it was? Yeah. I thought you did not like my haircut. <laughs> no, no, that's right. I think we should get them and have them help us so that we can redeem them and I don't murder them. People can change. People can be better. At least that's what I keep telling myself. We all take our final sticks and light the final pyre and it's beautiful and we all dance and get drunk at the end. So you all, I guess, go back to your rooms and go to sleep. But before you do, there's a knock at the chamber. Well, it's the prostitutes we hired for this funeral. By cutting it early, they got your list. I don't even. If you go to inspect, uh, it is Miss Laura Toller. Wait, she wasn't at the funeral? She's coming to you after the funeral. Ah, I see. She's drunk and she is but also, It would also be Mrs. Laura Toller. No. Widowed. It's Ms. Oh, Jesus. So, Laura is standing outside of your chambers. Uh, come in. She grunts and enters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, William! <laughs> so, okay. Uh, um. uh, so as she enters, she uh, takes the, her hood off. Uh, you notice that she's wearing not her normal big, floofy wife outfit, but she's wearing uh, a nice set of leather armor. And uh, her hair is pulled back into a orcish war bun. And uh, she's a half-orc with uh, red hair. She's about 6'5". Wait, what? Uh, and she's fucking jacked. Also, she has a huge fucking bow. Like, the like you know how big Greg's bow was? This is bigger. And somehow even scarier. I have If you all pass a perception check of five or more, you hear a metallic clang from the inside of Gorgoob's armor. Oh. Jesus Christ. Don't mind it. <laughs> well, and that's the end of our broadcast. We're gonna, we're gonna do this now? How did we never notice that Greg's wife was a half-orc? Oh, God damn, I should have killed him earlier. I thought yeah, that... y'all, never, y'all never really interacted with her. I thought in the and flashback she, was, she was a human. That's what you thought. She's a half-orc who's been hiding the fact that she's a half She has a very special trait. It's just, uh, she usually dresses herself up to look human. No, that's why her kids are so fucking ugly. Now the whole truck's been making fun of Greg for having a big wife makes, oh, makes no, canonical was, sense. No, now he was just racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, to be fair, wasn't he a little bit racist to begin with? No. Uh, Greg was a good man, a family man, but goddamn, he hated hot goblins. As do I. My husband died defending his community, and I'm proud of him for that. But his his place among the defenders is empty, and I must step up to take it. I am a skilled warrior. I will not slow you down. I am going to interject here to say that Jeff has been looking over at me and smiling with a shit-eating grin for the past five minutes. I mean, that's expected. Oh, uh, we, we welcome you, Laura. Oh. Uh, it's 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 wonderful to have a, another feminine presence on the squad. She grunts and nods at you. <laughs> how how, how do your children feel about this? The boy disagreed, but I'm stronger than him. Gorgoog stands up and speaks in Orcish. That's exactly why I'm glad you're here. I thought we were going to have another human or God help us a gnome join the party. For Gorm's sake, I'm glad to have another half-orc with us to help slay some hobgoblins. 
She, uh, once again, grunts and nods. I will not miss, and then replies in Orcish, I do not miss that short, annoying one. This pistol is pretty good, though. I'm sorry, what did you say? This pistol was pretty good! Fermented well, well bodied. Wait, is it canonical that Gorgug drank trucks and spits? We fermented his piss, we made prison hooch. Oh, Lord. And then we lit our horse on fire with it. Gnome piss is kind of like cat piss. It's very fragrant and concentrated. It really messed you up. So, you all kind of, I guess, sit around remembering Greg for the next couple hours or whatnot, and then you eventually turn in. And for you all over the next couple weeks, everything's nice and calm. But elsewhere in the world, camera cuts out on you all falling to sleep and then burst open on a roaring campfire and it fades out a little bit there is a human man uh standing up talking to an audience of four other creatures sitting around a campfire there is a human woman bearing the symbol of Caden Callian there's a human male with a scimitar at his side a half elf man and uh wizardly robes and a very gruff and strong-looking halfling, for whatever that's worth. Cool. The human man who's standing up says, Oh, we've been traveling together for three weeks now, and I know we're all scraped up from the journey here, but right over that hill, that's where we're going. Now, I know you all have your own reasons for being here. I know some of you are trying to protect people. Some of you, like me, have been sent here by your gosh. Others have other reasons, but this is this is what we're going for. I died, uh, as you all did, and I got stuck in this place, and I relived the same day over and over without realizing it. Then this group of four people came into the world and helped them, and then they left, and then all my memories came flooding back, and I've been stuck here for decades. And that night, a herald of Gorham came to me and said that the world was about to be torn asunder and there's something in that temple up there a temple to Aradin he has heralds there on earth even though he's dead and whatever's in there is lost to their memories but it can help them and although we're dead our missions aren't complete so tomorrow we wake up we go into the temple and we try to help them out so and they preserve me yes indeed May all the good gods be at our backs. We can do so. Pharaoh makes a cross over a chest or whatever the fuck Caden Callian worshippers do. Uh, you make the symbol of a tankard of ale with your hand somehow. <laughs> okay. Now I just like, uh, you know where you stick out your thumb and your uh, pinky and kind of like tip it back like you're drinking? That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm a very devout woman. Uh, the half-elf, his name is Hollow looks up from the book he's perusing. Our adventuring together has been most enjoyable, and perhaps we can all learn something together in this temple to come. As he sets his book down to grab his tankard, the book does not fall. It's being held up by a much smaller creature, a little fairy dragon sitting on his lap. Oh, Aglios, you and I bond more every day. Oh my god. So uh, cute. Eames, you're, uh, you're playing Shrek, so just roll with that one. <laughs> oh, you will. What am I? Who am I playing? I don't remember it at all. 
<laughs> Adults have a character sheet in front of me. What the hell is this accent? He's doing, he's doing a French Borat right now, and I love it. <laughs> I don't know what any of those words mean. Let's keep moving before he figures it out. Okay. I have 19 to my climb. I will climb the nearest tree. Okay. <clears throat> so, you all go asleep. The next morning, you wake up. I do not sleep, for it is the cousin of death. <laughs> what the fuck? So, you all do whatever you do, except for Eames' character, who doesn't want to die, apparently. Um, I will climb that the next morning. Do not be fooled by our barbarians who tell us There's great wisdom in his words. So you wake up the next morning and start approaching the temple. The front of the temple is pristine. Wait, what the fuck? The it is a formerly dead character. Oh my god, Gavin! Marvel, and two gaping entrances stand in front of you. The top of the temple has an array of symbols carved, carved into it. Hello. Is that is that code for a knowledge religion check? Oh hell yeah! I have that. Is I'm this the real Gavin or a soundboard? Oh, I'm definitely a soundboard. That's how good it is. What does a twenty-five tell? Oh, twenty-five tells you exactly what it is. It is a combination of four different symbols. Two of them are kind of to be expected, and the other two are a bit obscure. The middle of the symbol is Abadarian of. The symbol above him is that of Arid. The symbol to the right of this four-circle combination is that of the Archdevil, Mammon. And the symbol to the left is that of the Archangel, Isivra. Uh, does my knowledge of religion also tell me what those gods may have in common to all be on this temple together? Oh yeah, totally. One has to do with security, another has to do with gold, another has to do with uh, greed and commerce, and then the last one, thanks. But it seems like this is a hodgepodge of different gods being worshipped here. Um, but on top of all of them, Eridan sits, the symbol of Eridan. Uh, Hallam uh, turns to look towards the camera and winks. Well, my interest has been piqued. Oh, so you're going to be one of these guys? No. <laughs> a bank. Well, that's interesting. What do you four do? As you see, I will begin detecting magic. Upon not only the symbols, but I will check the doorways. Very good. You walk up to the doors, and you detect magic. They both seem to emanate a sort of hue that is emanated by most of where you're at. And then the symbols themselves emanate the same magic of an arcade mark. Well, I suppose that's one way to make a mark permanent. <laughs> well, friends, shall we? Are there any guards or anything? No, it's uh, strangely quiet. What need do the dead have for money? So we're just going to walk into this template and just expect that there's nothing's going to happen. The little fairy dragon pops his head up from behind, follows back and stares you in the eyes. What do you want, toots a fucking picnic or something? You know, when I died, I thought I wouldn't have to deal with this kind of shit. Oh, I, 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 like, I like this one. She's got, she's got spunk. <laughs> What is the uh, surrounding geography around this place? Okay. Uh, has Derek described that yet? It's a swamp. We've been established. No, actually, he, actually he did. We went off on a tangent about swamp. Very good. Uh, surrounding the temple is some nice shrubbery, and uh, it looks like the walls have old vines and little bits of saplings uh, surround the temple, and then distinctly a larger forest around that as if a kill zone used to exist 
And then all of a sudden, someone stopped upkeeping the grounds. Let's get a move on. It's not like they can kill us twice. (laughs) Actually, uh, Maxie, I'm not sure that's completely accurate, but that's not test the theory at all possible. I died once. Don't want to die again. Yeah, we walk in. There are five doors. A door to the left that is surrounded by broken glass. A door to the right with piles of gold. A door to the north that seems to be locked with four concave slots. A door to the northwest which has books strewn about, and a door to the northeast, which seems as if nature has gotten to. You come from the south from one of the two double doors set up to allow mass flow in from wherever. The room is littered with broken paper, ripped up desks, chairs strewn about, and an odd sense of calm. It smells like a a bathhouse. Now I know why Gavin's been wanting to play so much Zelda games. It's been designing us a Zelda dungeon. How dare you? (laughs) Called out. Well, the room stands in front of you. It is open and depressing. I dislike the broken glass, but I might as well just get it over with. Shall we? I guess have a look. What's the door look like? Is it just... Is it like a glass door and all the glass shattered around it? Or is there just like weirdly a bunch of broken glass around it? There's weirdly a bunch of broken glass. Um, give me a perception check to kind of see what kind of glass this was broken from. Hey, that's a 17 for 29. Jesus. Yeah, those are broken bottles. Hmm. Someone that's, hitting a few uh, too many ales here? Well, let's find out. And I will begin casting the cast amending on some of the glass fragments. Ah, okay. You cast amending on one of the fragments and it comes out to a very large uh, very large jug of some form of alcohol I guess a knowledge history if anybody has it uh, a ferrum side eyes you weird elf boy and says told you so well, could our cool. cleric of Caden Kellyan do a religion check to identify it <laughs> oh what you do know if you do you have religion please I do holy shit do it uh, nine. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. I'm not. Know. I'm not like a really devout cleric. <laughs> That's uh-huh. fine. I should expect nothing else from a cleric of. Uh, Hal, for his part, while growing up in the temple for Nethus, uh, went down a long rabbit hole of brewing history, and he rolls an eighteen on his history check. Very good. You were reading about alcohol while drinking it, thus the lack of knowledge. Oh goodness. Well, I suppose in my younger. <laughs> Living days, I was a bit more but wild. Well, well, maybe next time. The door looks like that of a... If a speakeasy had a double door. This uh, looks like those doors they put in when uh, Absalom banned alcohol for a couple days. That didn't go well. It really didn't. I can only imagine. Oh, uh, these See? Room full of booze never hurt anybody. Let's, let's go in. I beg to differ, but let's figure out what happens. All right. You jiggle the door and it clunks open, and in front of you, there is a large open room uh, with the same marble that you just came off of, and a door at the end that looks like a single nice townhouse door with a open keyhole in it, and it has a golden knob, and then above, hanging from the ceiling about 15 feet up, is a key hanging on some sort of white thread. Detect magic. Can I, can I sense anything from all the way up there? Uh, you detect magic from the door? 
you don't detect any more anything magical exceptionally. Like, it doesn't seem to be any more magical than the rest of this place. Interesting. Well, um, perhaps I should just try to pull it. Uh, Eclios, if you would, and the little fairy dragon will cast Mage Hand at the key. Alright, you try to pull it with the thread, but it, it keeps pulling. Uh, do we, does anybody walk forward? I do. Alright, roll reflex save. Yes, you do. This voice is fucking killing me. Uh, oh, oof. It's also literally um, killing him. My worst it. stat. Uh, 12. Uh, you fall down uh, for quite a bit of feet, and uh, yeah, you land on some a mixture of rubble and spider webs, taking 21 damage. As okay, you fall about 60 feet or so. You take 21 damage. Uh, you, you fell down. You all just see an open hole in the ground. And you see the beam of light look at her. As you look up, you notice that there are multiple pillars from the ground holding up different tiles and spider webs everywhere. I wonder where the spiders are. Uh, I assume I'm the only one that sees the spiders. Yeah, you, you don't, you're the only one that sees the spiders in the fake floor slash ceiling. Shrek, why don't you uh, use that climbing skill to get up those pillars while we help our pharaoh out? I'm gonna climb the pillows. No, the pillars are underneath where I am. I'm gonna climb down the pillow. Oh. Don't do this okay. So you want to climb down with uh, her, and then go to the nearest or the pillar and climb up it. There are a few of them. Yeah. Go ahead and. Or, yeah, you, you climb down. You climb down pretty well. Could you make a perception check, Ferrum, and Shrek? I rolled a twenty-three. Very nice. I've rolled a superior roll. Very good. Zerix sees nothing. I'm not Zerix. You're this. Who are you? Well, I'm Zerix's ex-girlfriend. I'm Pharaoh. Of course. As you say that, say his name, or her name. Oh, shit. You notice a spider crawling around from one of the pillars going to bite Pharaoh. How big is the spider, Rooney? Uh, We'll say about the size of a German Shepherd. Oh! I was thinking oh. Oreo, but okay. A larger jump chip. I don't see the spider to Shrek. No. It was a 24, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Shrek, hell? Yeah, okay, you get a surprise round, Shrek. Woo! <laughs> Meanwhile, on the surface, Hal is casting mage armor upon himself. It's gonna be uh, one of Farrah those. Farrah yells up this. to the top. Hey, the floor's a little unstable, y'all. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. Thank you for the <laughs> heads up. 23. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage. Everybody else, while he's doing that, could you roll initiative? Actually, I have an initiative bonus on this character. How? How have I rolled three natural ones? Oh, I, yeah, I did. I accidentally rolled a D87. Bit of a D. I'll be okay. 10. 9. Very good. Derek, what did your... You, there you go. Sweet. Starting in at the top, uh, as you go in and successfully hit the lovely spider, could you roll damage for me on the surprise attack? The spider did not expect such a ferocious and quick response. Yeah, I got 10. Very good. All right, let's start off with uh, Jeff's character, which is... It's Hallam's time to shine, folks. Hallam will walk over towards the edge of the pit, look down at what he's seeing, uh, because, uh, presumably the barbarian has smacked this smiter, uh, do I know where it is? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You, you, you see its dark skin, uh, blot the 
spider webs from 60 feet below. Well, goodness, I was hoping to avoid this, but I'll toss, uh, let's say, an acid splash at the spider. What'd you get? I don't hit him at all. With a oh, one. you rolled a nat one. Oh. Goodness. William's character, what's your character's name? Uh, I'm uh, Hosni. can't remember what it was. This is what I get for picking non-standard names. Sounds good. What does your character do? Boy, howdy, how am I going to get down in this pit? That's uh, that's dangerous. I, I don't have a big old bonus stack. I got a big old bonus to dance, and can I dance my way down there? We'll let Derek decide. Derek, say no. No. Very well. The the true GM has spoken. Um, why don't bards have fly at this level? Um, Featherfall. Hey. Featherfall. Always check your abilities, kids. Uh, it's an immediate action, and it lasts for until landing or one round a level. What speed do you fall right. down at? Um, terminal velocity. Very good. <laughs> no. Uh, instantaneous rate from 60 feet. So 60 feet per round. All right. The so by the time by the time of your next turn, you'll make it there. All right. I yeet. I cast that on myself, and I yeet my way down. Very good. Very good. Eames, the spider is going to attack you. Does a 25 hit? Uh, no. Does not. Very good. The spider clamps onto you, and uh, you either dodge it or it goes. It doesn't go through your armor, and it just kind of wiggles a little bit. Unfortunately for the spider, what is uh, what are you gonna do, Moxie? I'm worried that there's gonna be more at the top, but I'm also thinking I should get down there. I'm gonna get on the closest pillar and try to climb down. I guess. All right, roll a climb check to climb down. A Seventeen. Via the handholds and the sticky web, the uh, you, you're you're easily able to kind of hop down, but it takes your full round to, to get all the way down. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty, Eamsy, my boy, this thing just tried to bite you. I'm going to attack him with a four-round attack, uh, and I am going to rage. Very good. And I believe I get three attacks here is what it looks like. Interesting. Go for it. can you confirm? Yeah, so as a blood rager, an arcane blood rager, when you rage, you're treated as if you're under the effects of haste. Okay. First one is a 33. Easy. Are you punching with melee? Yes. Or with uh, your fist? Yes, I am. That does rub against his glands. His, like, little <laughs> yeah, little it does. Yeah, it does. All right, and then it's an 18 and a 16 for the second. Neither, neither of those hit, but could you okay. roll a fort save? You're married now to a spider. Could you roll the fort save, please? For I his, will roll. Yes. His um, glands scraping you. Her gloves, asshole. It's not hard. 27, 27 on the fort save. The 27 easily beats the DC. So, uh, that's a 29 damage. Nice. So you didn't punch the outer glands, you kind of punched the inner glands. Um, the head the head went through the bubble, and the yeah. spider is long gone. Guys, I think that was the final boss. Well, Shrek, I didn't know you were so uh, good with your hands. I am meaty pod. I'm sorry, what? I have meaty pod, because I am an ogre. He says he has meaty paws. You look like a, a, a halfling to me. I am not a stupid small halfling. Well, most of you are at the bottom of a pit. Would you like to join us back up here, folks? Or hang out in your pit? I must say, this pit? pit is not exactly what I hoped for. So in this pit, there are those pillars that kind of ride up, showing that this uh, trough that made you fall through 
isn't just one tile, it's all of them except uh, like seven, which kind of dot along to the exit, and the one in the middle showcases where the, the key is. It honestly looks like if you climbed up a pillar that hasn't really revealed to the upper side yet, you can kind of punch through the ceiling down there and the floor will fall away from the upper side. Yeah, um, I mentally note which, where the pillars are. Sounds good. All right, I okay. have to leave and go find a mirror. Yes, go find a mirror. Uh, you see him kind of jump through the, the spider webs. Well, I'll just, we're going to leave our little ha- halfling friend down here and let's climb up and get that key. He does appear to be quite competent, I believe, in him. And uh, I start climbing up the pillar where the the one in the middle that's holding up the key thing. All right, give me a climb check. What if I don't have climb? Can I use acrobatics? No. This is climb, baby. You get a dex your way up that. It is, it is an easier climb. Uh, I don't know if it's easy enough for you to take 10. So if I don't have climb, do I just roll straight d20 or do I get my strength? You do get your strength. Kind of armor or are you wearing? Well, natural 20. Doesn't Very matter. Uh, yeah, nat 20s don't mean auto succeeds. What kind of armor are you wearing? Well, I'm a cleric, so it's a little hefty. A mithril breastplate. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, that's that's a technically, I think, like a 21. Uh, you climb up pretty easily and kind of easily punch through what seems to almost be just drywall and it kind of falls away and you see the top of the pillar i uh, scramble to the top and grab the key very good it is 15 feet in the air do you try to like hook it with your spear yes i do have a long spear so of course very good you grab the key it clinks off fellas i have the key huh how do i get that how do i get back up i don't think i can roll a nat 20 but I can try, I suppose. Well, sometimes uh, you fall down before you can see. Uh, can I, like, lower a rope or something? Do you have a rope? Uh, Can't believe Gavin didn't suggest I get potions of fly. Would a rope <laughs> be in a cleric kit? Would it? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. There's you should have just lied to me and said yes. Whammies. There's a rope hanging from the ceiling where the key was. Oh, there is. It does. A cleric kit includes a backpack, a bedroll, belt pouch, candles, ten, a cheap holy text. I have questions, but oh well. A flint so and steel chick Bible tracks. <laughs> just a chick Bible tracks. A flint and steel and iron pot, a mess kit, rope, soap, a spelled component pouch, torches, trail rations, a water skin, and a wooden holy symbol. Oh yeah, you have enough rope to help them up. So I lower the rope. All right, this lowers the DC. William, could you make a climb check or for a good old Hosni? Fourteen. Yeah, that's enough. Nice. Thank God. Alright, you climb up to the middle pillar, which is surrounded by spots that are not, that are false floors. There are currently two pillars in between you all on the middle pillar and the end of the room. And then there are also two pillar spots between you all in the middle in Jeff's character, Helene. Uh, it's, it's Harem, but I will apologize. It's we just met after all. So, your Harem's left behind right now? Well, perhaps my clerk can inform me which tiles are safe so I may progress across. You did see from the underside, of course, did you not? Yes. You know where the pillars, what the pillars support. Last I checked, you were still down there? Or did you I never went down in the first place. Oh, well, and I point out where to go. You will get, have to hop. Get hopping, Bard. Ah, Bard, my goodness. Yeah, Could I'm right here. Me? I've never oh, been oh. musically inclined, but thank you. I do appreciate the thought. I'm sorry, I'm so used to the half-work boy. Um, get hopping, Arcanist! I will gingerly hop across safely. Alright, give me an acrobatics check. Oh, no. It's a low check. Uh, hmm, okay. I mean, I'm not really worried about falling, but still. 
I'm, I do not expect for this. Uh, 14. Yeah, I'll take it. Whew. I, I wiped a sweat across my brow with my wizard sleeves. All right, you're all in the middle. To hop to the end, you all need to make another acrobatics check. Oh, no. I got a 15. Moxie, you successfully dilly-dally your way. I got a 36. Very good, very good. I rolled poorly. Does a 14 get me across? A 14 does get you across. All that leaves is your harem of anime girls. Uh, I rolled. They all fall. Oh. (laughs) Who the fuck had a harem of anime girls? I'm sorry, harem. Is his name Halam? Halam. As I start falling. I seem to speed up, but then I seem to not speed up anymore, and I fall gracefully to my feet. Uh, for any of you with arcane sight, you would see a ring glowing upon my finger. Very good. You make it to the bottom, unscathed. When I die, it's to dragons, not to falls. Oh, well, this next room. I know. It's going to get the horrible flashbacks. And there's six more spiders attack. I lower the rope down again. All right. Make a climb check for me. Oh, no. We're not going to do that. How far down am I? 60 feet. Yeah, we're not going to do that. I clap my hands together and I use dimensional slide to go to the top. Slide to the left. Why didn't you do that on the pillars? Because I might have made the jump. (laughs) I might have made it. You are now on the top of the area and there is a door. It has a keyhole. If you thought my my acrobatics is bad, my climb is a negative one. Oh, no. Thank you, Maxie. The thought was well taken. Ah, Farum, you want to put the key in the hole? (laughs) I'm not sure that's really, but never mind. I think that's highly inappropriate, Maxie, but I will, I will put it in the hole. The fairy dragon blushes. All right. Firm don't make sex jokes. So you put, you unlock Yes, key? yes, I do put the, the key in the hole. Okay, spikes come out and prick your hand. <laughs> Actually, make a reflex save. My apologies. You know, one of these days, you guys are going to have to do this. You could just use mage hand. Uh, 19. Ah, uh, that is not enough. You are I'm quite sorry. brave. Uh, it pricks you. Could you make a fort save for me? Oh, no. It ta- you take two damage from a little prick. Uh, 19. Uh, it was a DC 20, both of them. Oh, lord. Unfortunately, due to having a friend that is a woman, um, the effects of Viagra on women don't work, so... As Wait, the, what? As the medicine goes through you, uh, it does not, doesn't really do anything, so... Actually, you know that See, Viagra that's not was true, actually Gavin. given. Yeah. No, hold up, shut up. Viagra was actually given to women. The reason it was developed was that it helped with menstrual cramps. Uh, so, Ferrum's well, uh, tummy starts to feel a little bit nicer. Well, there you go. That was the best failed fortitude save ever. Took two damage, but can handle my my cycle now. The door cracks open. Interesting. I will not be going first this time. Someone else. I'll go. We'll go. What's inside? You walk in. There is a large furnace in the uh, in the middle of uh, towards the back of the wall. The floor is wooden. There are a lot of long tables, broken glass everywhere. There, uh, in the corner to the right, there is this very tall-looking woman who has a pixie cut and a scar on her face and a bottle of that liquid. A dark brown liquid. It's about halfway full. She sees you for kind of sighs and just reaches under the table and puts another bottle on it and then reaches under the table and puts a second bottle on it and then reaches under a table and puts a third bottle and then a fourth one. And she just gestures. How far away is she from us to her? 
40 feet. 40 feet. Well, it sounds very lovely, but could I get a perception check to see if there's anything funny about it? Go for it. That's a 19 plus 12 for 31. There's a couple crates that are kind of open and empty, except one of them has more of those jugs of brown liquid. What is the woman? What race is she? Or She's a human. Or she looks human. She has dark hair. Uh, she's very tall and jacked. And uh, next to her, Greg, you notice a very large uh, great sword. I don't like that. Uh, uh, Faram fans herself a little bit, but also can I roll a sense motive check on this lady? Go for it. Roll me a sense motive. Let's see, let's see what you're feeling. 28. She looks mad she's not more drunk. I can respect that. She hasn't said anything? Nope. She just put bottles of alcohol in front of her. One for each of you. Helen will walk forward. My lady, would you appreciate Same. a drink, partner? Not a lady. Oh, a thousand parts. I wasn't aware there'd be any other sentient beings in this place, but far be it for me to turn down the bottle. Uh, Ferrum does the, uh, Cade Callion holy symbol yet again, and, uh, swigs, swigs back the drink. Hold on, uh, Mixing Viagra and booze is never a good idea. It tastes awful. So, tell me, what brings such an imposing individual as you to a temple such as this? I'm just forgotten, I guess. I don't remember what the oracle said. What do you remember, if anything? Uh, as you? you say that, she chugs back. Put, she chugged about a fourth of the total bottle, and she coughs and... <coughs> um, I'm sorry, what? Is there anything you remember of your past life? Of what brought you here? <laughs> I used to be able to take on people. I look over the sword. Oh, I don't doubt that very much at all. I'm sure you could. Uh-huh. You are uh, mentioned in an oracle? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, oracle. Just, uh, a soothsayer we sought out. She kind of calmly closes her eyes as she, like, grabs her head and, like, rubs it. You, you, you mentioned a we. Do you have friends or traveling companions with you? Yeah, did. Did have uh, traveling companions, few of them. Long gone now. And then she finished sauces off that bottle. I'll drink to that as well. <laughs> Wait, how the fuck are you for here? Well, you know, that's a great question. We're explorers, if you would. And, well, this temple certainly is interesting. Yeah? We were sent by the gods themselves to figure out the secrets of this place. Oh, goodness, Mossy, you never talk about religion around the drinking table. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. What, uh, religions do you follow? And she kind of eyes you all suspect. How about you start, Pharaoh? Uh, I take another swig of the drink and I say, Well, I, I worship Caden Callion, though I am, uh, here on a special favor to the goddess Callistria. Callistria? Are you an elf? Uh, human. You're no elf. Who's this Caden? Uh, well, he's the god of travel and strength and ferocity and pretty much everything wonderful and amazing and also related to booze. Where the fuck was he whenever I was around? How uh, long he's a, have he's been? a newer god, right? Newer, like... New-ish. Past 20 years? I don't know. More like 2000. Can I uh, ask you a question? You know uh, the goddess Yomadai? She's not. I know someone of someone named Diamondae. She's not a goddess, at least before I came here. Oh, goodness. You've been here for quite some time, I believe. Oh, really? You, did you get that by the broken bottle? 
So I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark. You're uh you're a Veridin? She smirks. Mm-hmm. The one and only. She kinda rolls her shoulders. Yeah. Oh, I uh I'm a Managora myself. Can I ask you a question about Aridin? Sure. He uh still answer your prayers? <laughs> if he did, I probably wouldn't be drinking so much. You know what? I used to say fuck all the religion. I could take Every one of you, back then, and the fucker kept talking to me. Not to impose too much, but what was the last thing Aridin spoke? He told me not to let it happen again. And what was the that he spoke of? (laughs) Ah, sorry. Um, I just spent at least a thousand years drinking to forget that, and I've been fucking successful. When you got here, what was the state of the continent of Ashland? That's a that's a lion, Derek. Yeah, don't, bring, uh, don't bring your fucking Christian metaphors in here. Yeah, I ain't got anything for that. I don't. Yeah, nope. I only have a few brain cells left, and all they know how to do is drink. Um, like, is this something I should be sensing motive to see if she's deflecting or just? I mean, do you it? think this woman is deflecting? Probably. I, I, she's not hiding I, it. Does the phrase "earth fall" mean into anything to you? Sounds like a band. That's pretty sweet, man. Now that I think about it, yeah, it is. <laughs> I kind of pick up my bottle casually and take a swig from it. What does this stuff taste like? Yeah, it tastes like, uh, so imagine if they mass-produced scotch, but it didn't age. I don't like it. What it tastes like is absolute and utter dog shit. Hey! <laughs> Something that actually tastes worse than Johnny I hold Walker. My, I living. hold my uh, fist bump out for the drunk goddess or whatever she is. <laughs> She, she bumps it. Alright, I guess you want the, the thing. I'm uh, not sure what the thing is, but I'm down to get it. She kind of cricks her neck. Alright, who wants to fight me for it? Ooh, how entertaining. Jesus. Drew, this thing you're talking about, we came here to support the uh, the heralds of Aradin. Is, is the <laughs> thing you're looking for? Yeah. Well, if any of you want to fight, I'll let you go, but otherwise... I guess I can do it. I suppose I can give it a great sword. I guess you are a Gora man. That makes sense. Uh, You haven't had a kill in the last couple days, though. If you wanna, you wanna go for it. I don't mind. Hmm. Well, it is tempting to go toe to toe with uh, that great sword. I think I'll let you do it, Faram. You wanna do it? No, I'll stick around to revive you when you inevitably fall. Hollum, you can borrow my sword. Uh, Hollum looks up suddenly. You can tell he was in some type of telepathic conversation with the fairy dragon. The fairy dragon seems gung-ho to fight. Uh, Hollum, not so much. Uh, oh, goodness. Well, see, I thought you'd know by now. I'm not really the fighting type. I'd much rather solve this through banter and perhaps the cracking of a fine book, but if it must come to violence, I suppose... You are literally well, such your a type fucking is the best. bottom. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess, uh, I guess uh, the combatant is me. But if you perhaps uh, increase your aptitudes in battle, perhaps? Yes, I would would like to ask her, uh, is it all right if we uh, give our friend uh, some words of encouragement before he Yeah, he'll fucking need it. (laughs) And she kind of gets up and picks up the greatsword, which is as heavy as adamantium. And I'll pull my greatsword while she's doing that. Uh, Dear Bear, is bull strength going to do anything for you? A little. I cast it on you. And I, I cast whisper, heroism on you. And I whisper into your ear, Do you want to get big, boy? Do you want to get big? Yes, sure. <laughs> I, 
What is this character you're playing, Jeff? Uh, I grab. I was gonna give him a potion of mirror image, but I don't want it anymore. And I grab a metallic rod from my waistband. Ah! Stop this! And I say, grow, my friend. Grow ah. and be strong. And I cast enlarge person extended on my friend. Hot. So, have you taken the role of the one who makes all the sex jokes? I have no idea of what you speak. At the academy, such relations are strictly forbidden. It's within Proctor's side, of course. What, what, what weapon do you have, Derek? I'm, I'm a great sword man myself. Uh, what kind of what bonus is that? <laughs> it is a plus one impact great sword. Is she larger than me, Gavin? No, she's medium. So if you get enlarged, you are larger than her. Derek, if your sword gets thicker too, oh, I know. You only have it for 16 minutes. Don't waste it. Right. Go get them. I'm gonna go step back. There's a lot of really big swords that's gonna be swinging around. Dragon saw you. Hey, if you oh. cut her in half, that'd be real cool. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, if you can get rage. Yeah, if you can stop that breathing, uh. that'd be nice too. That's really. I'm ready when you are. Ah, well, initiative. Knock him out the box. All of us? Oh, uh, just Derek. Goodness no. Hey, everybody, thanks for the AC boost. All right, you win. Go. Um, am I within a couple feet of her, or you're within twenty to, feet? Uh, I step up fifteen feet because uh, I got reach now, and then I'm gonna, I guess, vital strike. Go for it. At a at a minus two, uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven succeeds. Uh, while I roll damage, Gavin, give me a fortitude save. Sure thing. Uh, fifty-six damage. How does a nineteen do? Um, it is DC ten plus half character level, so fourteen plus strength, which is currently eight, so it's a DC twenty-two. Sweet. What happens? I use the feat Staggering Blow, so she is staggered until the start of her next turn or their Very next good. turn. I'm so sorry. Unless she's a construct, ooze, plant, undead, or incorporeal, or immune to crits. She is none of those. Alright, so now it's her turn then? Correct. Um, she's gonna go ahead and attempt to sunder your weapon. What's your CMD? Uh, it is a 27. Very good. A 38? That would hit. The two-handed weapon has hardness 5, 10 hit points, but there's bonuses for each enhancement. It's a plus one, right? It's a plus two to the hardness, and a plus ten hit points. Don't know if I include the two from the impact, though. I don't think so. Alright, that is 23. So... 16 damage, and then... So it's got four hit points left. It's got four hit points left? Yeah. Cool. Alright, it's still your turn. It's your turn now. I'm gonna use my move action to study her. Sounds good. And then vital strike again. Go for it. That's a nat 20 listening audience. Ooh, roll to confirm. Damn! A 32. A 32 successfully confirmed. Now remember, only your uh, weapon damage gets multiplied, not your vital strike or your steady damage. So I think because you have impact, you would do an extra 4d6 plus your flat modifier. Jesus, McChrist. Uh, 87 damage. Very good. Very good. All right. I have at least one trick up my sleeve. Okay. And the trick is dying. Yeah. Oh, too bad. Uh, so what you do? Can I save her life? You cannot. Cut her fucking head off with a vital strike, Derek. Yeah, you go You go straight sword to the heart. Um, and it goes right through, and then it stops as it gets about uh, maybe five inches in. And she kind of stops as the sword you have is stuck. And... 
she coughs a bit as blood splatters on your sword and then coughs again as like blood is just pooling out of her mouth and you just hear her say <coughs> and then her body goes limp on your great sword so this is kind of weird for you real quick because the sword should have just gone right through her but something inside of her made the sword stop Hey, anybody with uh, magics, get over here. Check this out. The sword that didn't behave the way the sword should go into the body. There's something inside of her. Well, try to pull it out first. And do I detect any magic as I approach? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I pull the sword out. Uh, you kind of yank her, like shake her off, and you go up to her, and there is a glowing pool of magic within her chest. A pool of magic, you said? Yeah, it's just something. Something in there is radiating magical energy. Can I see it, or do I only... It's like, is it a physical thing, or am I seeing it with my, with my detect magic? Yeah, you only see the, the magical aura surrounding the item. Otherwise, it's covered in blood and heart bits. Um, can, I, can I attempt a knowledge on this to figure out what, the, what, what in the goodness she has? Give me 33. Yeah. Though, as you look around the room, you notice the fire is gone. Everybody, I think the jigsaw killer was here. Well, that's so, interesting. The 33 shows it is a form of divination magic, and attached to it is some form of conjuration. Interesting. So the magic is active. Should I... Do you guys want me to cast a spell magic? Well, hold on, hold on. I've never quite seen something like this before. It doesn't appear to be divine magic, does it? It's truly Please. arcane. Oh, it's... Div- huh. Could it be that a dead god's power still lives in this place? Can we do a religion check for that? Or... I mean, I don't have it. Can we do like a spell? You can. You just. You just see some conjuration magic. That's all. That's all you can really get, without like taking out the item and doing some like long-term spellcrafty stuff. I'm. I'm sure she's dead, right? Yeah. No. There's just blood on the floor. She's not moving. Well, I did worse than this when I was alive, Uh, and I reach in and pull it out. As you reach in and pull it out, it yanks out. And you had to go through the heart to kind of yank out this symbol of Eridan. It's covered in blood, and it's shanked with bits, and it kind of glows lightly. Um, I'll pull out like a handkerchief or something and and wipe it off before I hand it over to Ferrum to inspect. As you hand it to Ferrum, you hear her cough. (coughs) And she lifts up her arm and does a thumbs up at you, Moxie. And a tear falls down my cheek as I thumbs up back. The the stone glows and brightens and fills the room with light. And as the light dims, you see someone in a cart that says, You've been asleep for a while. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Wake up. Yeah, that's insane. Wake up. I'm finally awake. <clears throat> And everybody, we'd like to announce that this is no longer a Pathfinder podcast where you're going to be reviewing for the next six months uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. And it flashes more. Uh, we get a quick preview clips from the coming series. Uh, there's Gorgu with his head the chopping block. My ancestors are proud of me, Imperial. <laughs> and then Sears in the tower and breathes fire. Amazing. I'm going to be a stealth archer to die immediately. No, I'm going to be an Argonian mage so I can be a lizard wizard. I'm going to be the lusty lusty Argonian mage. Lizard wizard. Something, something arrow to the knee. Also. (laughs) (laughs) Fusro Dunn, am I right? (laughs) 
Holub is playing the role of a Dwemer. Oh. That's Are illegal. You? But in reality, you're back to the main room. The door shut. Above it, it glows in a text that is not common. What language is it? Anybody have linguistics? Of course. For a linguistics check. What does a 31 tell me? I'm a very knowledgeable young man. It is the language of Axis. Oh, my goodness. I think that's Aphorite? Well, this is not a tongue I am normally familiar with, but give me one moment to make sure the spell works the way I think it does. Fly doesn't help you read languages, Jeff. Okay, so Holland will approach the symbol. Yes. And as he's walking towards it, will cast Comprehend Languages upon himself. Sounds good. You cast it, and the symbols start to make sense. They glow, and they say... You grow up your entire life being told killing is wrong. And then all of a sudden they hand you a bow. And- Interesting. And that's all it says? Yep. Well, I believe that at least this door has imparted some of the knowledge of a dead god to us. Or the knowledge of whoever wrote this. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess we move on to the next door. Or we can uh, pick one at random. I, uh, uh, kind of like bend down and wave my hand towards the, the next door. This After one? you! Uh, <laughs> let's go through this one. What's all, right. all in front of this one? In front of this one, there are considerable amount of books scattered. Uh, the front door seems to be a public door meant to be welcoming and inviting. It has a little sign. What's that sign say? It says welcome. You're invited. Does it say it in German? Does it say willkommen? No, it says it in Celestial. Ooh, I, I don't speak Celestial. Celestial. I know. What does this sign say? Oh, goodness, I can read it in so many different ways. Uh, this is the language of the heavens, Mike. Although awesome. I'm sure uh, I'm sure our party's resident angel can tell you more, and I look over to our cleric. Yeah, um, I'm not into that sort of thing, buddy. Oh, goodness. I roll my eyes. Right. Well, I kind of look about the books. Is there anything that, like, really stands out? Uh, hmm. There's not like they're not like dessert. they're not all copies of Mein Kampf. They are not. It's, it's a World War II paraphernalia collection. Uh, look through well, the books. Well, let's just leave this door closed. It's not worth it. Look through the books. That's a thirty. And with a thirty, you notice that the books are all research research notes of a specific topic: magical enhancements of the weapon variety, the armor variety, and of the evocation variety. It seems they have pages torn out. Huh, interesting. Holland's got the biggest fucking smile on his face at this at this finding. Well, my goodness, this could... Uh, uh, Wizard could spend his career researching all of this. My goodness, the Academy, you'd be a star for bringing this back. Uh, but While he's talking, I would like to do a perception check on the door. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the hours of Let's go! Wait, hold on. Perhaps we can figure out what pages are missing and why. Are you There's always probably such a more fucking books nerd? Here. You walk through the door. Honest. I'm held by my fang. See, that one's always Into the library. Yeah, King Callian's not that kind of god, buddy. Oh, goodness. I know exactly the type of god he is. And he right. winks. Real quick, uh, there is a map. If you see the open spot, put your character model there. I had the fairy dragon cast Euphoria on Moxie. There's a beautiful opening area. There are forever glowing or continuously lit lanterns next to the doors in kind of making this room well lit. Well, this looks rather comfy, if suspicious. 
I guess I'm just suspicious of everything in here. There is a door to the west, a door to the east, and the door to you that you came from to the south. Could we search the room? Sure. Uh, you look around the room. It's quiet and pretty empty. Could you all make no. me perception checks? Hey, that's a 29. Very nice. Uh, with the 29, you all... And an 18. Very good. Uh, this room has been empty for a long time. There's quite a bit of dust. Well, I say we go this way. And I look left. Right, you open the door. Uh, can I do a quick little inspection of the door to see if it's trapped? Sure, roll a perception check. Ooh, a 28. No traps. That's good. I'll uh, creak that door open and kind of poke my head inside. You look inside. There is a table meant to be read at. Oh, good. I can sit down and look through this book and figure out what pages we're missing. Arcanist, we're here on a mission. Remember that. Yeah, it's a mission for knowledge, which I'm the one attempting to actually gather. Uh, I, no I, offense, my good friend. I don't think we're looking for that kind of knowledge. Oh, I didn't no. know it was possible, but my eyes almost roll out of my head. As long as there aren't any enemies nearby. This open room has a long table with four seats. Uh, a few books scatter across the table that are well intact. I assume with four chairs, uh, we're all suspected, expected to sit down. It couldn't be that simple. The it? griffin, the lich, and the wardrobe. My goodness. Maybe. He may be gone, but he's certainly not forgotten. Oh no, how could I ever forget that voice? Also, I cannot move my <laughs> character. Uh, so, we look through the room that's just kind of fiction, a nice little spot to read. Um, no perception check. Uh, let's go to that next door. I'll open the door. You open the door. Uh, whereas every other room kind of has been common. There's a dead body on that table. There is an oh open my. room with a long table with eight chairs. There are bookshelves to the west, to the north, with two openings to the north. There is a southern bookshelf that is shorter for things to be set upon. And upon the long table is a dead body. Uh, there appears to be bottles on the southern bookshelf. Uh, could I get a perception check for those two that are in? Uh, that's a 20, 26 Very for good. perception. To see the book demon that's about to come around the corner there and shush us. Nope, you notice weird shards shake and rattle to the south. What do that's you do? Magic. Do we want to speak with dead on the body? Oh, my goodness, of course. Uh, so as you all think of that, the bits of glass shadow and they shake and they rattle and they kind of blast off a bit of energy. Could all of you make a will? A will? Oh no. Remember, Derek, you still have a plus two to this. 31 for my will save. Very good. Uh, I failed. I got Ooh. a 13. Nice, Greg. I got a nat 20 for 28. And? And I get, oh goodness, but a 12. Well, uh, Moxie and uh, Helen, uh, those two characters kind of go over and are a bit hungry and vanished, so their characters start eating some of the dead body. Oh, my goodness. Shit. Um, I... What are you, what are you all doing? Yum, 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 eat them up. I look at the, I look at the shards of glass. I think you're still giant-sized. Give me those, give me that shit! I get the wishbone. I break this in half. Break it for luck, Moxie. I I panically look over to the the bard, and I'm like, what, what is going on? I panic look at the, I panic look at the glass, I'm like, uh, Are you attacking it? Hit it with a sword. Roll oh, a hit, Hosni. God. 
I don't eat hit. dark meat. I don't eat dark meat. Quickly, Hosni, roll the hit. Um. Can I? Plus 14. Both of you, roll the hit, go. 25, does that hit the glass? Yes, you both smash the glass in as the suggestion spell fades from you two. Uh, Marcy oh, keeps eating. I'm not... Is, is cannibalism a, a reasonable suggestion? <laughs> I like it. Oh, goodness. Not this again. Look, I've never uh, been one for book uh, learning, and this is making it even worse. Uh, I, I all magic in this library. I suggest that we keep moving and keep your eyes peeled for more magical traps. Okay. Arcanist. There's an opening to the west, and then there's an opening to the north. When I realize what happened, I um, purposely fail a fortitude save and begin throwing up. Makes sense. And then I shake. Uh, might not be a good thing to speak with the dead after what just happened. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, make sure we don't do that. Uh, can one of you determine maybe a cause of death, though? Uh, uh if he was eaten. That is actually exactly what it is. I, uh, don't have any points in the heel, so I don't think I'm your man for this. Well, let me tell you, the cleric is here to save the day. Give me that heel check. Give us that off. 25. Uh, With a 25, it looks like this person was eaten. Okay. Recently. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Also, I think I'm going to start using a southern accent. Uh, okay. Opening to the west, opening to the north. Want to go west? Well, I suppose, if we tread That's... carefully, I can detect yes. for magic. Detect Alrighty, for magic and move slowly. Ooh, do you look around the corner? Yes, Very cautiously. Slowly. It is Ooh. simply behind a bookshelf. Uh, it doesn't seem like anything should be, but there is also a chest. No, don't trust the chest. I've played enough Dark Souls 2 to know. Hey, hey, is there anything that says uh, trap? There is. There is not. Do, is there, do I sense any magical auras emanating from there upon chest? Uh, give me a perception check. My eyes! Could I also do a perception check? Go for it. 30. Very nice. <laughs> 14? Nope. <laughs> uh, 23. That looks like a regular chest. My perception check, I think it's the most beautiful silk. There's Wait! Not... There's somebody else in this party with eyes, but I always forget about the little sucker. Hold on. Uh, with 30, I feel pretty confident, so I go and, uh, I touch the chest, but I do not open it, just to see if anything wild happens. More Viagra pills. Makes sense. Viagra pills. Do not happen. Though in the chat, I screenshot the disguise check of the mimic. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? <laughs> no! It's Ferrum, a 33. Ferrum's impulsivity is going to murder her. <laughs> Alright, you get bit. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, we're gonna kill a fucking box today, kids. There's a fucking flat footed. Maybe. Let me see. Probably no, probably not. Your dex can't be that high. Still, I have a 19 AC, so it's minus dex so 17. Okay, sweet. So it goes to bite at you, and it just is unsuccessful. Though you are still stuck to it. Okay. Um, I do roll a 26 for initiative. Uh, Halem? Uh, a simple 17. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 17. What is your initiative modifier? Oh, plus 8. Very good. You go ahead of the move. Hosni? Uh, 25. And I got a 7. Very good. First off is Begley, also known as Farron. So my hand is stuck to the mimic? Yes. So it went to bite you, and you just kind of—it kind of clumped onto your armor, and you're just like, "Fuck you!" You can try to rip off your hand. Well, I'm just thinking I, I can't like use my long spear double-handed then. 
So how what's that gonna do to my damage? Uh it'll it'll basically is a long sword a two-handed long spear. Long spear? Okay, then it's probably a two-handed weapon. Is that correct? Yes, I'm pulling it up on the wiki now. Very good. So that does give you a negative. I think it's a minus four or a minus two. You say minus two, and uh, if I'm wrong, podcast people, I'm sorry. I just don't want to look. So you get a minus two to hit, and you don't get your times strength and a half on damage. Okay, so I'm gonna hit with my long spear. Go for it. Actually, wait, no. Uh, can I teleport away? And would you like my to? Hand? Would you Would you like to teleport away? You want a dimension door? Well, it is actually called the dimensional hop. It is something that my god gives me. Um, okay, sweet. Um, is it what kind of ability is it? Is it a spell like? Is it a spell like? All right. So if you can, you can do it with concentration, or you can do it with uh, with a chance of getting hit and for it failing. Okay, I will roll a concentration check. So that is thirteen. Very nice. Uh, 26 concentration check. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, you cast the spell successfully. Okay, I tr- I teleport here. Very good. Now I can use my weapon two-handed and with reach. Sounds good. Do, was that your standard action? I believe so. I can check. It is a move action. Oh, well then you still have a standard action if you would like to whop. I would love to whop, but I'm gonna whop with power attack. Do it. Destroy it. 27 to hit. 27 succeeds. 20 damage. Very good. Could you roll me a reflex save to see if your spear gets attached to the mimic? I'd love to. 13. That is not enough. Your spear is attached. Help! Next, pause me. Right. Um, so I have a question about this hallway. Yeah. It's kind of weird looking on the map. Is it actually like a two by two hallway? Or... It's a fact plate, so there's only one square. Only one square. Well, um, hmm. I guess it's time to start dancing down this hallway. Sounds good. I start doing my bardic performance of Whirling Dervish, and I make my way down this hallway. And uh, I guess I'm going to try and uh, hit that box and lose my plus three sword to it. Let's hope. Go ahead and roll the hit. Right. How's Nate? All right. Uh, plus 12. That hits. 27 hit. Nice. Roll for damage. Um, that's... All right. That's 15 damage. All right. We'll make a reflex save to see if your thing, your scimitar, joins... Begley's. That's a net 20. Alright, you successfully or, uh, get the sword away. Yep. <laughs> Alright. Kalam. Uh, folks, I, uh, hmm, interesting. Actually, that's a t- 34 because I'm dancing. Ooh. Are we Does my character know offhand if mimics have eyes? Uh, some do, some don't. Do I see eyeballs on this one? You do not. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess, I guess I will have the fairy dragon cast flare on it. <laughs> Are we good? Well, you guys seem to have this well in hand, so I'll just um, do this. Release my spear! Yeah, I won't do that. But I will go ahead and I'll toss some acid at the mimic. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Not very good, but, you know, it pays to build. Oh, give me one second. Yeah, I love how much damage you can do, buddy. I love how much damage you're about to not do, buddy. You like that? (laughs) God damn! Oh, I can't even roll his dice. I hope you crit. Yeah, one, one, baby. Hey, that hits! I think that, oh, that's the straight 1d3, right? Yeah, you bet. Good. Dealing two, two acid damage. And then I will oh, scoop my boot yeah. around the bookshelf because I want nothing to do with this violence. Very good. The acid sits on top of the aberration. Next. Nope. It can't heal anymore. 
uh, listeners, for those of you who don't know, mimics are immune to acid. That's right. <laughs> but... Wait, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think you could hear that. <laughs> uh, the chest is going to go ahead and bite our good friend here. The lovely, delicious Posny. Please, sir, don't. It tries to glom or Namya. Does yeah, a 26 me. hit you? Very good. Dealing seven damage, and you are now attached to it. Next is going to be Derek. Our good, your character Moxie is going. I can't squeeze up the hallway, so I'm going to go to the northern part of the room where there is a shelf, and we're across from where the mimic is. I'm, I'm going to attack the bookcase. All right, you stab through the bookcase. Go ahead and uh, roll the hit. I'll say it has full cover. No, I'm attacking the bookcase, not the mimic. Oh, you're gonna chop at the library's bookcase. Yeah. Derek, I'm a sh- Alright, slash at it. Uh, 30. It breaks the bookcase. You now see the mimic. Guys, I can see the mimic. Alright, Ferrum. How do I get my spear free? You gotta pull it off. I pull it off. Roll a strength check. 25? A 25 is successful. You can right. you still have your standard and move action. So I can attack twice? Very good. Go for it. Wompy 21. Wompy. A 21's enough to hit. And I assume a 22 hits as well? Yes, it does. You deal 24 damage, and that's enough. Uh, you kind of slash down at the chest, and then it starts to bubble and kind of fall apart and turn into this, like, liquidy ooze as it puddles at your foot. Uh, there are a couple books. One of them is a nice-looking ledger. Well, here's the uh, books for your, for, for your learning, and I toss it over the bookshelf to the uh, weird wizard. The fairy dragon catches it and brings it down to me. Uh, you open it up, and you kind of flip through, and on about the third page, in what seems to be some weird green liquid, waxy liquid, circled is four numbers that correspond to uh, a sort of code that these books are organized by, but only a fourth of them. What? So there, there are just four numbers? Yes, there are four numbers, and you uh, each book has a, a number combination of 16 of them. And this one has four numbers circled. What are the four numbers in that circle? Seven, eight, four, three. These books got, they got goddamn ISBN numbers, Kevin. Or ISBNs, sorry. Is that what's going on? They're FISBN, which is fantasy ISBN. Oh. Aha. Okay. Well, folks, time for a book puzzle. Seven, eight, four, three. Hmm. Well, I don't see 4 plus 3 equals 7, 4 times 2 is 8. Uh, how about we look for other books that have uh, the numbers that aren't 7, 8, 4, 3, circle. What? That's an idea. Okay. Certainly is an idea. I hate libraries. Same. And that's the only, that that's the only thing I note about this ledger. Because I do love libraries. Is that the only thing of, uh, with this book that's of note, Gavin? Is just those numbers in circle? The contents... Yes rather mundane. Exactly. Okay. You walk up, there's to the left, which is more hallway, and then there's to the right, which seems to open up. Let's go right. Sounds good. Alright, you split off, there's a dead end with a lot more books, and then there's a, what seems to be, an inner room. That's a study lounge. I look over to the bar, I nod, and I start, I move to the entrance of the inner circle. You walk over to the inner room. Do you open the door? Um, I... I've looked for traps first, I've learned my lesson. Roll a perception check. 16. You do not see any traps, or your character doesn't see any traps. If a trap goes off, 
after after that moment, I'm gonna ready an action to reveal to the party that I have trap finding. <laughs> Dear, I'll come find you, and I will hate you. Do you open the door? I do. You open the door. It is a lovely room with a table in the middle. There are books around that are well kept, but on the other side of the room is a skeleton, well dressed with a book fallen on the ground, appearing motionless. Detect magic on the book immediately. The book is extremely magical. I think the book was so good he died reading it. But I guess we'll find out next week. I'll pick up the book immediately. Yeah. No, no, yeah, so- stop. Stop there, Cass. Get the counter charm, asshole. So we fade to black. Grogu, you're asleep. And you hear in your head. Yeah, I mean, you shake it off as if it's just a dream, but you hear. I should have killed him when I had the chance. The soldier's test is done. I'll see you soon. And that's the end of our broadcast week. I have so many questions. Guys, I'm sorry for my weak performance against the mimic, but I'm not going to burn a spell on a mimic who gets attacked to death. Hey, you know, that's fair. No need to burn spells. I'm excited to play a character that actually has a gut attack bonus. Like, no offense to Sirius. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.